Thank you for joining me today. This is the Life After 30 podcast, and I am your host, Joey Hernandez. I have been a personal trainer and diet coach for over 30 years. Please join me as we discuss our health, diet, weight loss, fitness, and many other topics as we move through the decades of our lives. Hey, hey, folks, thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're going to continue with part two of our two-part series on diet maintenance. We're going to make sure that we work on some important habits so that we can keep our weight off long-term once we've finished our weight loss diet period. Now, if you haven't heard part one from last week, please take a moment and listen to that before you continue on with this episode, as they're linked in the order that we want to approach the subject of diet maintenance. Coming up in the next few weeks, we're going to continue to talk about a plant-based diet, and we're going to work on increasing our vegetable and fruit intake as we remove that yucky yuck processed food from our diets to both increase our nutrition and to assist in our body fat reduction. This progressive change into a healthier lifestyle will also help us keep on target with our weight loss maintenance, and that is so, so very important. The most important part of weight loss, in my opinion. We'll also finish our beginner workout series with part four, where we'll talk specifically about considerations for those of us over 40 years of age and the adjustments that we do need to make in order to keep our body healthy and injury-free as we work to increase our lean body mass and build muscle and improve our cardiovascular systems. All that and more is coming up in the next few weeks. So please join me as we continue our quest for a healthier lifestyle as we finish off this cold winter and we get ourselves ready for that wonderful, beautiful, active spring season. I can't wait. It's just a couple, maybe three, maybe four weeks away. Soon, soon, soon. And of course, the best way to make sure that you do not miss a single episode of the podcast is to take a moment right this moment and subscribe to the podcast. Once you're a subscriber, you'll be notified as new episodes are put on the air and you can follow along on this journey with us each week. In a moment, we'll get back into our reboot of the Maintaining Your Weight Loss episode, and we're going to pick up the episode exactly where we left off last week. My name is Joey Hernandez, and this is Maintaining Your Weight Loss Part 2, the 94th episode of the Life After 30 podcast. So, off we go. So hopefully in the process of you losing the weight, whichever weight loss diet you have used, including the one that I outlined, hopefully the diet has begun to change the components of the food that you eat. In my podcast and in my diet, we talked about spreading the meals out throughout the day. That should be something that does not change 
just because you're at your lowest weight and you're going to go off of your diet. You should still work with that small meals throughout the day for the rest of your life. It is the best way for your body to utilize the food that you put in, and it is the best way of your body to naturally have that metabolism going a little bit faster because your body is constantly having to process food. Also, you should have been adding in fruits and vegetables. Any decent diet is going to encourage that, and certainly my diet encourages it to a great extent. So fruits and vegetables should still remain a staple of the foods that you're eating, even though you're done with the weight loss aspect. What you can do with those foods, though, is you can begin to increase the portion sizes larger than what they were for the weight loss. Again, outlined on my diet in a previous podcast, The Best Diet, we talk about ounces and weight of food, measuring your your vegetable amounts, measuring your complex carbohydrates, having healthy fats, having lots of fruits and vegetables and grains. You want to take that same food as the staple of your life as you go forward, just allowing yourself larger portions of each of those, because at this point, you're not trying to get your body to drop any further down. But you are still going to try to have your body continue to have that nutrition in it that you are now beginning to get used to. If you were someone that always ate fast food, always ate things with high sugar content and high saturated fat content, once you went onto an eating plan where you were now getting your fruits and vegetables and whole grains into you, water, you're beginning to move more, you're getting lighter in your body size so that your energy is up, you have to admit that feels incredible. Absolutely incredible. Your body reaches a point where that food you're putting in is the fuel that drives your body and you're burning off the same amount that you're putting in. So therefore, you're going to end up in an even amount and maintain your weight. Because remember, those times when you were eating that fast food, all that saturated fats, all those cheeses and oils, you you may not have known it then, but certainly now you know the difference between how you feel when you're eating good nutrition compared to that draggy, tired feeling that you had when you were putting crap inside of you. There's a wonderful high that comes from proper nutrition. And just because you get down to the weight that you want to stay at doesn't mean that you have to abandon that wonderful, nutritious health. You don't have to go back to those crappy things. You can have those crappy things, and we'll talk about that in a moment, of how you go about doing that. But I really want you to know that the staple of how you're going to eat the basic framework is going to stay the same. You're just going to be able to have the enjoyment of increasing, increasing portion sizes. And isn't that a wonderful thing? So what I want you to do is I want you to plan ahead once you're on the maintenance level. I want you to plan your meals because 
in the old times, in the old habits, we didn't prepare our meals ahead of time. We didn't half the time even know what we were going to eat, what was in the house. So we would grab something quick on the run and inevitably, let's face it, that was not the healthiest way that we could be eating. We would be choosing things that, yeah, in theory, probably look good because, as I've always said, food companies and restaurants are tricky little devils. They're going to make you think you're getting the best because it's marketed a certain way. So you may think a large salad at McDonald's is going to be better than having a burger, but when you look at the caloric intake and you look at the fat composition, you're going to realize that maybe it isn't always the best choice automatically because you see the word salad. You have to know more about it. So by planning your meals, knowing ahead of time what you're going to eat, you're going to be able to keep yourself armed and prepared so that you don't deviate too greatly off of your eating plan. One of the ways you can do that is to spend part of the weekend, at least a segment of the weekend, pre-cooking and putting things into containers with the proteins and the vegetables and the complex carbohydrates included in them. So you have these pre-done meal meals in containers in your refrigerator that you just have to open up, throw in a dish, microwave it for a moment, and you're off and running. I'll put some photographs on the blog of some of the ways that other people have done these packaged meals. And you can see that it is a way of planning it ahead of time and ultimately, it saves you work and time because you don't have to be cooking each night when you come home. There'll already be some food there waiting for you. I want you to plan when you give yourself rewards. And this is where those things completely outside of a nutritional eating plan are going to come into place. So if you want to go and you want to have a pizza, you want to have cheesecake, you want to have an ice cream sundae, you plan that reward. You're not going to go back to doing it daily or several times a week or even weekly. You're going to plan it ahead of time as a reward. You're also going to plan ahead for celebrations. If you know that you're going to be going to a wedding, it's a weekend wedding that you go away for and you stay at a hotel and you're going to be having dinners and parties and the ceremonies and it all together, you know there's going to be a lot of eating going on during that. So be wise. If you know it's coming up in two weeks, start to begin to cut your calories a little bit off of meals as you go along so that maybe your weight is going to go down another pound or two. And then when you go and you allow yourself that extra food for this celebration, that when you finish the celebration and you go back to eating the healthy way, you're going to be able to offset any damage that you've done. So cut back a little bit before the celebration, enjoy the celebration in its entirety, and then cut back a little bit on your food the days following the celebration and it works out evenly. Because remember, it's not a day-to-day -day thing that you talk about with your weight. It's more of an overall umbrella of 7 to 10 days. What have you consumed in the last 7 to 10 days that is going to affect your body weight? 
So by having two days in the middle of a 10-day period, those two days be bad, you don't have to end up gaining any weight if you've been extra good on the two ends before and after. So planning for those celebrations is going to be a great advantage for you. And plan on what you're going to stock in your refrigerator and cabinets. Clear out all the junk. If you hadn't done it before you started the weight loss, do it now. Go through your cabinets, go through your refrigerator, and things that you know are back on those old habits of eating. Get rid of it. Bring in new vegetables and produce, low-fat milks, yogurts, cottage cheese, all of the things that are going to give you a nutritious balance in your meals. And then you can get the little extras periodically as the reward. Another tool that is quite important is that you do regularly scheduled assessments and evaluations on your body. So once per week, you should get on a scale and see what your weight is. If you were aiming to be 135 pounds, we want you to stay right around that 135 pounds. And the only way you're going to know is by getting on the scale once per week at the same time in the morning without clothes and on the same scale. That's really important to all those factors. And whatever that weight is, you're going to use as your baseline in, as you track your weight. But the only way you're going to know what is truly going on with your body is if you break down and get on the scale. And I know, I've been there too. I know, I know there are weeks you don't want to get on the scale because you know that number is not going to be an appealing number to you. Maybe you pigged out for a few days and you just haven't been able to get yourself back onto the eating plan that you know is the best for you. And therefore, you don't want to get on the scale and you don't want to see the number. It's important that you force yourself to get on the scale to see the number. And this is really important because psychologically, let's say last time you got on the scale, you were 135. And you haven't had a good week. Your, your weight you want at 135. But you're afraid if you get on the scale after having several days of really pigging out you're afraid that you're going to see a number you're not going to like. So what you're going to do is you're going to wait for a week or two and diet and lose whatever excess weight has gone onto your body during that pig out time. So then you get on the scale in a couple of weeks. This is your theory. You get on the scale in a couple of weeks, you'll see that 135 again and you'll be okay with that. But the important psychological aspect of this is you have to see what damage is done when you do allow yourself to go that far off of a healthy eating plan and you start to eat crap again. You need to see it. If you just wait until things are better and you get on the scale and you just see the number now that you've wanted to see, you, there's no way you're going to learn from it. You're going to always think, well, you know, if, if I have those pig out days, I'm just going to be smart enough to wait a couple weeks before I get on the scale. That's not what we want to do. We want to face it. We're adults. We can take ownership of the things that we do and the mistakes that we make. But 
The sad part of a mistake is if you don't learn from it. So when you have those pig out times and you're afraid to get on the scale, that is probably the time when you really most need to get on the scale and face what has happened. So you, you were at 135, you get on the scale now, you're 141. You're going to say, I'm not going to be that. There's no way I'm going to allow myself to be 141. And you're going to be stricter in your eating and the kind of slide that you did where you slid off and ate all that crap, you will find those times to be spaced further apart and there'll be less meals in that pig out before you're able to go back on your eating plan because you'll be facing it. You will see what happens. You'll see the direct reaction to the action that you had. So get yourself and weigh yourself in once per week. If you are a weightlifter and you are trying to add muscle to your body at the same time you're trying to reduce your body fat, not only do you want to weigh yourself once a week, but it's really important that you find a scale and a way to evaluate your body fat because muscle weighs more than fat. So as you're losing body fat and as you're building muscle, the weight scale, just that scale that gives you the basic number of what poundage your body weighs, that's going to be less and less important as you build muscle. The most important aspect is going to be the body fat. Body fat's important for everyone, certainly. But if someone is not trying to build muscle and they are dieting in a weight loss way, you should expect the scale number to keep dropping but it changes if you're a lifter. So you need that extra body fat number because that's going to become more and more important. The more muscle you build and the less fat you have, you want to see that number. The scale weight is not going to give you an accurate representation. And you've heard the term BMI, which is body mass index. It's a way of calculating your the weight that you should be based on your sex and your height and your age. Those were designed originally by insurance companies as a way to evaluate risk for insurance purposes. And BMI, if you are a weightlifter, BMI is not anything that you should ever be concerned about because the BMI formula doesn't have a built-in aspect to accommodate for extra muscle. It only looks at what your body physically weighs. So if you're building muscle, get that body fat reading at the same time. So out of everything, here is going to be the number one most important aspect for maintaining your weight. And I can tell you this is true after over 30 years of personal training and dealing with hundreds of clients that have lost weight. This is the most important thing. And that is, you have to limit your rebound on your scale weight to one to four pounds. And what that means is our bodies fluctuate as we go along. That's why it's important to weigh yourself on the same scale and at the same time of the day. Because if you weigh yourself on a scale first thing in the morning and you weigh yourself on the scale at 6 o'clock in the evening, 
you are probably going to see a larger weight on that second measurement, probably by anywhere from two to three pounds. And that's part of the fact that you've been eating and your body hasn't completely processed, digested, and gotten rid of waste. So therefore, you're going to weigh in a little bit heavier. When you're doing your once-a-week weigh-in, after you have gotten down to the weight that you want to stay at, when you weigh yourself, any time that scale number gets to five pounds over your body weight, your ideal body weight, you must get back onto a stricter, calorie-reduced diet for at least a few days until you get rid of that. So probably for a one-week period because you're weighing yourself only once a week. So if you see that number at five pounds over your, your goal, you go back onto that stricter eating plan for a week, and then you get on the scale the next week, and that number should be down. The key, the key, the key, the most important aspect of that is once that needle hits five pounds, you must go back to losing a little bit of that weight by tightening up your diet. And that is no matter what is happening. And I've said before on podcasts and to many clients, I don't care if your wedding is this weekend and you know that there's going to be wedding cake there and you know there's going to be all these desserts and there's going to be liquor flowing. If you are five pounds over your goal weight, you must go back on the diet right then and there when you see that number. You've got to then eat reasonably at your wedding because you have to get that number down. And the reason is, is if it gets to five and you don't do something about it, it's going to go to six pounds. It's going to go to 10 pounds. Then you're going to stop getting on the scale because now you're freaked out. So it gets to 15 pounds. And by the time you get on the scale the next year, because you're feeling a little bit heavy and maybe we should check things out to see if it, you know, if our diet has been working and you're 20 pounds heavier than your goal weight, that is because you didn't stop yourself at the five pounds. You must do that. If nothing else, if there's no other change that you make, if you can get that at five pounds over your goal weight, you go back until you lose back down to your goal weight. You are going to have a successful transition into better and regular eating. But once it gets to six pounds, folks, I'm telling you, you can say to yourself, yeah, it's six pounds. I'm about to go on a cruise. I'm, I'm not going to waste the money on a cruise. One of the best parts of the cruise is all of those buffets. Really? That's what you're going to do to yourself. No, don't do it. I promise you, I promise you, after so many years of working with this, I promise you, if you get to the five pounds and you don't do something about it right then, you're going to be right back here again. You're going to be dieting and trying and struggling 
again and again. And remember, the older we get and the more we yo-yo dieting, the harder it's going to be each time to lose that weight again because we're messing with our metabolism and we're messing with our heart too. And we don't want to do that. Trust me on this. Five pounds, you go back on your diet for the rest of your life. And you know what? If you say to yourself, well, you know, that's, that's a little bit too much work. I don't think I want to do that. Then you might as well throw in the towel right now. Because anything that has been worthwhile in your life that you have accomplished has been because it's important enough for you to work for it. And then work towards keeping it. Any kind of job or any kind of position is an example of that. You have to work to be able to sustain the level of job you have and to hopefully get promotions. You don't back off and say, okay, I got a job now, so I'm just going to put my feet up on the desk and I'm going to relax all day. No, you have to maintain that job. You have to maintain what you're doing. Same thing with your weight. And folks, we're talking about your health and we're talking about living a longer life and we're talking about looking better and sleeping better. All of those things I rattle off all the time. All of those benefits. We're talking about this huge chunk of your life that ultimately in the long run is going to be far more important than whatever job you currently have. Because your job is going to end. You're either going to move on to somewhere else, you're going to retire, or God forbid, you're going to kick the bucket because you messed with your body too much. And the last thing that I want to mention, and this is important, this is the payoff for all of the work that you've done. And that is, I want you to enjoy your body that you have worked to produce to the level of fitness and the level of of health that you have been able to acquire. And that means I want you to be outside in the air. I want you to buy flattering clothes that show off the work that you have done. And if you are one of these people that have dieted many times, there's a good chance that in your closet somewhere are the larger clothes that you keep, quote unquote, just in case something happens and you gain the weight back. Don't give yourself that out. Go and get rid of all those clothes. And if that is now an excuse of, oh, gee, I have to go buy some new clothes. Well, guess what? You got to go buy new clothes. You know, you don't have to spend a lot of money. You could always go to a used clothing store or something if, if you're financially tight. But you don't want to keep all that big stuff. You deserve to show off this body that you've worked for. So buy yourself some new clothes in these new sizes. Start allowing yourself to be in photographs. If you're one of these people that have shied away from having your photograph done because you don't think you look good, now start showing yourself off. Big smiles and be in photos. When you go out with people and they're taking group photos, you be in that photo because you're getting rid of the old and you're coming in as the new you. And the best way to appreciate your body and to keep your body is by doing the visualization 
and the constant of your goals and aspirations to be prevalent in your mind by only having positive, focused thoughts about it. And by visualizing and keeping those positive aspirations forefront of your mind, even after you are at your maintained weight, you're going to be able to enjoy your body, celebrate your body, appreciate your body. And all of that is going to lead to a longer life with a beautiful timeline now of nutritious, healthy, wonderful food and the occasional crap. This is Joey Hernandez. This has been How to Maintain Your Weight Loss. And I really hope you folks can find some use in some of that because it's, it's the hardest part of the whole diet weight loss stuff. What to do when you get there. We spend so much time thinking about how to get there that sometimes we don't even imagine what it will be like when we do get there. So you can start that visualization and focus before you're even at your maintained weight. You can do it during the dieting process. Believe me, that, that just fuels you and gives you more motivation and more power and more inspiration to keep going because you know what you're going to be when you get there. Always, you can find our podcasts on iTunes and other podcast applications. And if you are on iTunes, please take a moment to give a star rating. I appreciate it. It helps move me up so that this podcast is more accessible to more viewers. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Eat healthy fruits and vegetables, and I'll see you next week. Bye now. Hey folks, Joey Hernandez, and this is a pre-recorded disclaimer that I'm going to insert into each episode of the podcast. So please give me just a moment of your listening time and listen to this disclaimer. I hope that the information that you receive from the podcast is unique and useful to you in your quest to live a healthier and more vibrant life. I have been a personal trainer for over 30 years. This podcast and the Human Construction Site blog that it is tied to are based on my opinions and my experience working with clients all these years. I am not, 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 not a doctor. I ask that any and all information that you receive from me, as well as anywhere else on the internet or on TV or on websites, books, wherever the source, that you discuss that and review it with your personal physician before implementing any kind of lifestyle changes. Your doctor knows you best. He or she knows your personal medical history, knows your medications, your family's history, and together you with your physician should have a dialogue to ensure that any changes are right for you. So please, 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 please consult your doctor. Thank you.